How do you make sure that your content and communication is clear and compelling for your audience? And how do you build something for them, whether it's a, an event or an offer that's irresistible? This is the question. Many people I have talked to have shared that audience members share interest. They sort of say, hey, this sounds awesome. This sounds really cool. I know this is well needed, but they're not necessarily following through with the call to action. And you might find that if you're on networking calls or sales calls and people share interest, but they're not necessarily signing up for whatever it is you have. This is what we're tackling here. We have Kevin McNee, who is really courageous and brave enough to uh, jump on this impromptu coaching session. And we talk all of this. We ask him questions that really start to dive deep of how he can get clear on his business, really start to engage with his audience in a way that's uh, a no-brainer for them and in a way that builds a lot of momentum online. So if that's you, this is what you're gonna learn. One, really what to do with your marketing that makes it clear and consistent. And while you're making it clear and consistent, you'll think of two, what is an event? What is something that you can build so that your audience knows that it's a no-brainer when they sign up and it builds a lot of momentum for your business as a byproduct? So I will put Kevin's information below Please reach out, connect with him. He's an awesome, awesome dude. And of course, it's here and in the Serving Circle on Facebook where you help elevate the consciousness of the planet through the success of your spiritual business. So if you are a spiritual entrepreneur, be sure to subscribe, support the content, and I'll see you on Facebook in the Serving Circle where you can start collaborating with your soul tribe. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to the Awaken Your Business podcast. My name's Tyson Sharp. And if it's also your mission to heighten consciousness, yes, you are a light worker. And it's in this podcast where you execute that heart's mission by integrating your spiritual and business growth. This is what I call stepping into the role of the heart-centered CEO. This is the version of you who knows the numbers, you know how to grow an audience, you know how to create more impact and more income. But every business strategy is done through the filter of love, compassion, consciousness, and contribution. So when you're ready, take a deep breath and I'll see you on the inside. Welcome back, online family. We have Kevin McNee here. I'd love to do more of these chats, more of these live, I don't know what to call them, impromptu coaching, just because anytime someone can listen and have some deeper questions thrown at them, there's there's always benefit to viewing this. There's always benefit to relating it to your own um, your own journey, your own business. So I know many of you are putting things out online, trying to create content, build maybe a community, build some engagement, putting out a message and offers that really resonate with those you feel called to serve. And if there's some cogs in the machine that aren't necessarily effective, then it'll impact the results. That includes both your energy and also the business strategy side of things. So Kevin, of course, is courageous enough to jump on here and um, share his journey to ask some questions, brainstorm some ideas. And no doubt if you're listening to this, you're going to have some ideas of your own to implement. Uh, but just quickly, Kevin, I'll read your bio so people get to understand a little bit more about you if they haven't seen your friendly face in the serving circle before. But Sounds Kevin good. is a men's integration coach and consciousness, a conscious masculine mentor. He's certified personal trainer, masculine alchemy facilitator, and shadow work facilitator. Awesome work there. 
So Kevin's mission is to help more men connect with their hearts, speak their truth, have it all, and guide them to become a version of themselves they can be proud of. So Kevin consciously leads men's groups through Sacred Sons and his own Warriors of the Heart organizations, which encourages men to open up, thank God, uh, and share their personal stories and support each other in brotherhood. Now, this is clearly a mission and a purpose and a passion of yours that you feel called to. Let me ask you, what's the sort of, what's the pull here? What's the, what's the drive and the internal desire to make this difference in the world? Well, for me, um, I lived my entire life feeling like I was just performing and proving myself in one way or the other, whether it was, you know, through, you know, through my sports teams or to my, to my dad or to my parents, um, in my jobs, in my relationships, it was just consistently trying to prove myself for others and burying my own thoughts, feelings, and words, because that's what we were taught as men was the way to do it, you know, from our past generations. Um, when I realized that that wasn't serving me and, and, you know, what I was doing just didn't seem like, you know, like it was, was enough. Just like continuing to show up every day and, and do the same thing and, and having all the things that I thought that I wanted or that I was told what it was to be successful or happy or, or meaningful and fulfilling for a life. I was like, man, I have all of this stuff, but I'm not feeling it, you know? So it wasn't until, you know, I finally, you know, was ended up separating from my wife and, and working on my job for seven years and just continued to be more toxic. And it was toxic in all areas of my life. And finally opened up and had a conversation with somebody and told them how I truly felt and just the healing effect of just having a real open conversation like that and sharing like my feelings and emotions. Um, that was a game changer for me. Awesome. I, I realized this within myself um, when, you know, because I always learned about past patterns and patterns kind of trickling down the generations of who you think you need to be. Um, when I wrote a message, it was a couple of years ago now, but I wrote a letter, a uh, written out letter to my dad. And it was something I, I hand to him in person and uh, just sharing gratitude and sharing the love that I have for him and recognizing the challenges he would have gone through in raising us kids and everything that was said in there was positive. But what I noticed was I knew the um, reaction he would have, which is one of gratitude and love, mm -hmm. but at some level, I still felt fear, so much fear around giving it to him and i'm like i'm like what this doesn't make any sense where the hell is this coming from it's me sharing my heart it's me putting thing putting it on paper giving it to him and i know he's going to receive it well i know it's going to mean so much to him which is why i did it um and also the healing aspect for me but then there's this huge pattern that says you don't do this you don't share openly with your with your dad you don't share mm -hmm. openly and share feelings and say how much you know you love each other and um, everything like that. So there's these in, ingrained built ways in which we, you know, both men and women feel like we need to perform as what you described. And totally. when you open that up, start to break away those patterns, it's very, it's extremely uncomfortable, but it's very healing to who and what you are, to your emotions, your soul, your spirit. So it's awesome work you're doing and it's, it's definitely needed. Um, 
my first question in unpacking what we can do here energetically and then with this the business side of things in terms of strategy is when you're working on your business whether it's creating content whether it's getting on calls with um, clients or sales calls with your audience members what's the overall emotions that come up what are the primarily what are the dominant emotions that you feel day to day when you're working on your business I would say for me um, initially would be like feeling of unworthiness Mm -hmm. you know just uh, just really putting myself out there Um, it was like a fear of rejection and I and I remember that being you know in sales as well and and that fear of rejection and you know even just I think about like past things that were said to me, you know, from my ex-wife, you know, saying that I remember her her telling me like, you know, nobody believes what you're saying. You're just a salesman. So just having that kind of like stuck in me somewhere felt like it was like when I was trying to talk someone into working with me as a coach, I was being that salesman person. They weren't believing what I was like selling, so to speak. So it was like a little bit of that fear of rejection and, and unworthy. I would say were the were the things that really came up. Awesome. So does this does this still come up when you're talking with people or when you're about to engage with someone? Where where are you at with how, how often is that pattern coming up now? Um, not so much anymore. I feel like I'm I feel more confident and authentic in putting my message out there. My I really believe that my best trait is having this one-on-one conversation. And being able to like communicate with someone because after the conversation's over, that's when they really understand how I can help them mm-hmm. and where I can help them and what it feels like to, to like have a conversation like this with, you know, a mentor or a coach to get them to the next level in their life, whether it's even just like opening up and decompressing. So that's where I'm the most confident. I would say like the, you know, putting messaging out there and knowing if it's the right one you know how is it going to land how is it uh you know if is the wording correct and, and stuff like that so that's kind of like where you know i don't know if that's kind of like overthinking it too much or what but that's you know that's where i'm at with that now it's definitely some definitely resourceful questions there because if you put out a message that said hey here's how to you know bond with your new kitten <laughs> probably not going to engage the audience that you that you want mm-hmm. but it's really asking yourself that engaging question it's it's saying okay what's a what what what's the communication that's going to engage with the people that i i feel called to work with and that want to work with me right so in asking this question nowadays when you're working on your business are there any predominant are there any um dominant emotions that come up whether it may be confidence it may be unworthiness, maybe excitement. When you're working in the business, you know, day in, day out now, is there anything that you notice in terms of patterns coming up or emotions that you feel most often? So, so since, uh, so my business was a year old on March 15th, you know, Mm -hmm. since I started it, uh, the, the, the men that I'm, that are showing up that I'm working with are the ones that are my avatar. They're the ones that I've put out there and, and created originally. And I feel like my messaging for the longest time wasn't speaking to those guys, but they were still showing up. You know, they were still showing up. And, and you know, the more and more that I started to work with these guys, 
it started to become more clear who was connected with me and in alignment. So it's now more like, I know who I'm supposed to send the messaging out to. It's just a matter of like connecting the dots, so to speak, like saying, this okay. is it, right? Cool. So there's some clarity there. There's some, yeah. there's, some, there's some clarity. And this is a good point is that a lot of people need to know, want to know the best uh, wording, messaging. Sometimes you just got to put out stuff out there and test and tweak for a, mm -hmm. for a while to sort of see what resonates because we create a hypothesis, but we don't know if it's accurate or if it's going to resonate. You put it out there and you see who resonates and then you test and tweak given the feedback, right? Yeah, I put out I put out videos where I'm like, oh man, this was my best one for sure. This is going to get me all the clients. This is going to be like a, my best month of my life. And then I like not one person even responds to it and like five people view it. I'm just like, what, is, what the hell? Mm -hmm. Right. But then, you know, I put out like a goofy, a goofy uh, video where I'm just like having fun and enjoying myself and whatever. And that's what really connects with people and lands. So I'm just like, Hmm, maybe, uh, maybe it's more about just uh, doing what feels right instead of like trying to overthink it. Mm -hmm. And I should let everyone know that when I did my dance video in the serving circle, Kevin was the only one who matched me and put it and posted <laughs> another, another dance video. And I think this is the aspect of having fun. I mean, when you, when you do something that feels aligned, when you do something that feels exciting and feels fun, just feels like, you know what, I don't care about the outcome. What I really care about is showing who I am. And even if it's just a calling to express this, regardless of the engagement, it's often those that do well. Mm -hmm. um, and there's some sort of life lessons in there, right? It's when we have these attachments, when we have these things, the, these outcomes that our worthiness is attached to or our safety is attached to or the need to be seen or liked, all of a sudden, no matter how much strategy we use, they plummet. But hey, you post a little uh, something silly and you're like, I don't care, this is just who and what I am. Let's put it out there and it feels good for me to do that. And all of a sudden it gets a lot of engagement. Yeah, that's, that's something that I've been actually thinking about even as, as recent as today going like, you know, it's interesting, like I'll post a picture of myself with my kids or, you know, just something that that's, I would say like surface level that gets like all the likes and the comments and whatever. But when you post something that's like from the heart or like maybe challenges people to like open up or or they're kind of like, ooh, fuck, like that doesn't really make me feel good. Um, that's, you know, it, it's almost like shows up that way because people mm -hmm. like back away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there is some lessons there in that you can share what's on your heart, but also know that what, what works on social media, right? What works on social media, what gets a lot of engagement um, may be, you know, what I, I sort of, what I sort of would call role model posts or milestone posts, you know, on your personal page, there's a lot of engagement when you do have an anniversary or you run your first marathon or you're doing something in your life that's really challenging, or you have this really awesome win in your life. People love engaging with it. They congratulate you. They, they have these, um, they just, they, they want to support your journey. Now that doesn't necessarily need to tie to your business. What will tie to your business is, having those posts to build up a lot of momentum on Facebook. And then when you do relate to something on your business, 
all of a sudden it gets more engagement and more people can see you as the leader, the authority, the one who's taking charge in their life and creating all these wins. You're like, cool. How do I do more of that? Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Totally makes sense. So this is, uh, this is, uh, a discussion when it comes to content of how you can structure your content, how you can, how you can, you know, the certain percentages that feel good for you in terms of putting out some things that may be quote unquote surface level. Mm -hmm. Um, but recognizing that's what people engage with and you can still do it in a way that's fun. You can still do it in a way that is your heart, but you don't necessarily in every post need to go super deep and challenge people and trigger them and get them to rethink something new, whatever. You can post a photo of your family and say, man, I never thought I'd be able to, you know, be a role model in this way, but being able to lead a family or being able to lead a friend is um, now more important than ever. Totally. And that makes, that makes total sense too, because as I think about that and as you speak to it, um, one of the things I'm most proud of is, is, you know, how I am as a father and a, you know, and a parent and the connection and the communication that I have with my kids that, that I never had before, you know, um, and my relationship as well, how proud I am of that and not afraid to show any part of it. And that's, uh, yeah, definitely something, uh, something that lands. So yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. So if you have, so if you're really, if you were to um, describe to me who your, who your niche is, who your ideal client is, in just like two sentences, mm-hmm. um, who are they? What are they struggling with and what outcomes do they want? It's uh, men that are looking to be the leader in all areas of their life, you know, with themselves and business and their relationships and, they're not really sure where to turn and they're kind of at a crossroads where it's like looking for that, that meaning sense of meaning and purpose and, and more out of life because what they're, what they're doing just, just isn't giving it that, giving them cool. that. Beautiful. So here's what we can ask ourselves. If they're not being a leader, if the men, so I'm assuming that they're mostly parents, um, if they're not being a leader in their life, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. How does that surface? Um, I would even say, even just to on, on a little side note to that, would be they're they're not being the late leader that they're meant to be authentically. Mm-hmm. They're leading from you know from a wounded space where it's like that's that's who they've learned from. They've learned from past people, and that's who they're leading like. So um, being like the the controller or the power person at at the office, but then you know. Um, not wanting to show up for their partner and be loving and affectionate at home. They're just like, no, that's not what men do. Right. Cool. If that that clarifies. Yeah. These are the questions we can ask ourselves. One is who is this, who is this person? So if it is a man who's in a relationship, has a family, um, you know, is a leader, whether it be at work or whatever, but they're not showing up in the way that they know they could, they don't necessarily know that this is because of past patterns. They don't know they're, you know, they're in this cycle of, of, you know, they, they don't know they're operating from wounds. Right. What they know is my wife's not talking to me or like there's no intimacy there or my kids aren't behaving or I'm not getting that promotion or something like that. So the key question you ask yourself is, okay, 
if they're operating from a, pa- a wounded pattern, how does that manifest in their life? So how does it manifest in their life? What is it leading to that's a tangible thing they can see uh, that's an external problem? Yeah, something so, like, uh, are you asking, for as an example, um, you know, like uh, watching porn, mm-hmm. being a workaholic, um, a shopaholic, drinking too much, drinking too much, or, you know, turning to drugs or, you know, infidelity. That was, you know, all of, all of those, uh, yeah, guilty as charged, you know, that's, that's where I was. So I definitely, definitely can, can relate to, mm-hmm. to them on many levels. Yeah. So then if you start having certain posts around addictions where they understand that, right? Cause some, mm-hmm. some coaches may put some things out there like, Hey, you're operating from a wounded place and what you need is more self-love and it just goes straight over their head. Yeah, totally. And they're like, what? <laughs> the F are you talking about? You know, they, yeah. it's simply not in their, it's simply not in their realm of understanding. It's once mm-hmm. they go deeper with you, maybe in certain programs or a certain uh, freebie or on a certain call that they start to uncover, oh, it's because I have these addictions to porn or alcohol or food or infidelity and all these different mm-hmm. things. Oh, it's because of these core wounds. It's because of these core patterns that I had learned that I need to do this to feel enough or feel safe. Yeah. And, and you're so right because, you know, even wounds or self-love, you know, for a lot of people don't understand exactly what that is. Right. And I mean, um, to look back, I mean, even just to reflect back on my, my childhood, if I didn't know what the childhood wounds were, I would just be like, you know, Oh no, my childhood was pretty good. It didn't even, nothing even affected me that badly until you actually look into it. Right. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. So we need to meet them where they're at and talk to the, talk to the problems that they describe they have. They're like, I don't have a self, I don't have a self-worth problem. I'm awesome. You know, (laughs) or they'll have, they'll have a particular, um, challenge in their life. And they're like, all right, I'll learn. I'll learn how to solve my wounds once I solve this thing with my wife first. Yeah. Or once I get more money or once I, you know, once my kids start behaving themselves and they're not getting expelled from school, then I'll start working on myself. Mm-hmm. You know? So then it's like, sudden, uh, yeah, it's like um, trying to get in shape before going to the gym. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like, yeah, yeah. Once I have some more energy, then I'll go to the gym. It's like, hang on. No, you, you go to the gym to get the, to, you know, live the lifestyle, to get the energy. That's right. Uh... Yeah. Revelation. Hey. Yeah. Um, so this is really important when it comes to communication, because if anyone's out there who's been putting out content, getting on calls with people, and then those particular calls aren't necessarily leading to clients, there's, there's a, there's a, a mismatch with the communication and messaging that isn't clear and compelling enough. It's mm-hmm. not clear and compelling where it's like, Oh, not only is this something that I I'm willing to invest in, but I know Kevin's the person to help me and I'm willing to do that. Yeah. So in order to get a message that's clear and compelling, it needs to have certain talking points. And some of these are the talking points in terms of who is it that you're engaging with? What's the problem? in their words and what's the problem they would describe. So we ask ourselves that question of how does this manifest in their life? 
and we can consistently ask ourselves that question until we resonate with a problem that is in their uh, reality that they would describe. And then what's the transformation outcome? So if they have a transformation and outcome, what is it that they look to do uh, in their leadership? If they're, if you're transforming them into this leader, what does that look like? What are the, what are the benefits? What are the uh, things in their life that they'll see? You know, something that comes up for me right away is, is just a deeper connection, you know, a deeper connection to yourself and, and who you are, um, who you want to be, who you're meant to be, which in turn helps you connect deeper in your relationships in all areas, whether it's your, your wife or your spouse with your kids and your employees and your, you know, your clients and stuff like that, because you're just being more of your authentic self and being more real and open and connected. Mm-hmm. So which I think had, is what you know I think is something that we've all struggled with not having for the last you know two mm-hmm. years at least right yeah so if you had a program or a zoom call or invite someone to something that said uh something along the lines of um how to stop watching porn and have that intimate passionate relationship that you want to see Mm-hmm. people like I get that people one know if it's for them two they can start to see the problem they have and the outcome transformation that they want and if that's compelling for them then they're more likely to be like hey this is something I need now in your communication this is something to also have as a talking point which is what's at stake which is really what is it What's their life going to be like if they don't solve this problem? What's their life going to be like if they do solve this problem? And what's that ripple effect on both sides? Because mm-hmm. anytime anyone's done anything is always because they've had the internal leverage to do so, right? It's this pain versus reward um, seesaw in the um, in your in your energy field that says if there's more pain here and more pleasure over there, I'm going over there. But if there's more pleasure here and there's more pain over there, I'm staying put. And so in when it comes to taking a call to action, if if your audience members aren't, aren't responding to a call to action, whether it is let's jump on this call, um, do you want to invest in this program or do you want to jump on this you know, free workshop, whatever the call to action may be, it mm-hmm. always comes down to internal leverage. For sure. And something that comes through for me, Tyson, as you're talking too, is like, um, providing clarity on what the reward is. Yes. Because, right, you know, the, the unknown is it might be the most scary thing for somebody. I know that maybe even for me, like the unknown, the uncertainty is the scariest part. But knowing that, that you're sitting, well, sitting in your own shit, so to speak, just feeling the pain, but not knowing if what you're going to, if you're going to put this work in and put the money out and, and this investment and not knowing if you're going to get any return, that's, mm-hmm. that's, you know, maybe even scarier than the pain. Yeah, totally. So in your, in your communication, mm-hmm. you've got the who you've got the problem that they resonate with the outcome transformation that they want. You can demonstrate what's at stake uh, if they do or don't solve this problem, which builds the momentum or builds the internal leverage. And then if you have a certain offer for them, that relieves the objections, that relieves the uh, fears and the unknowns of jumping into a program, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you've got some good things going. 
You know, they can really truly see that they've got this desire to do so. You alleviate their fears and, and objections. And then you, you know, you get excited about presenting this offer to people that's a no brainer for them. Yeah. So how would that feel? Well, it feels pretty good. No brainer. It's a no brainer. Yeah. You got it. So uh, they were just examples of some things you can talk about, but I'm sure you can see the importance of getting very specific and very tangible Mm -hmm. with the outcomes and the, and the transformations and also the problems that they're facing. What would be exciting for you? Does anything call to you in terms of a specific problem you'd love solving or an outcome transformation you'd love to help them achieve? Does anything in particular resonate there? that would feel most aligned for you? Um, as in like what specifically I would help them with? Yeah. Yeah. Um, honestly, just when I have the conversations with men that, that haven't opened up for the first time and, and uh, just feeling what it's like to, to have somebody ask them real questions and just like, it's like an emotional release. That's, you know, that's something that, that really, is, is it's what drive it's a driver for me, you know, mm-hmm. having those conversations and, you know, even, even working in groups and, and facilitating where, you know, men are having like light bulb moments just by being a part of the group and, and listening to others share their stories. That's uh, you know, it's been super powerful. Awesome. So that's, that's more of your zone of genius. You know, me too. I love doing group calls and I love, that's why with my clients, we do group calls. That's why I organize the serving circle and do collaborative calls. I do that all day. It just, mm-hmm. it's, it's fun for me. Um, and having that be part of, you know, my marketing or be part of how people know me, how I add value is really cool. And you can do something similar. So if you have a, a specific call, Zoom call, where you get together and you add value to men who feel, who feel called and compelled to jump on and open up and share, because you've got a specific message that mm-hmm. resonates with them. I think that would be a really cool start. Um, is there any particular area that they experience as a problem that you also feel called to solve, whether it be, you know, helping them with the challenges in the relationship, challenges at work, challenges in their health, challenges with their kids, you know, where they're not being the leader they want to be. What's, is there any specific problem that you could just play with that um, you think really would be exciting for you to solve? Yeah, a couple of things is like around, I mean, the, the biggest thing that shows up is self-worth and self-doubt and that negative self-talk, like, yeah. you know, getting caught in here, right? Um, and having that really be the, the thing that derails so many people, even when, you know, they're, they're you know, on a powerful journey on their own, like feeling good and, and running on all cylinders and all of a sudden, boom, they just kind of get stuck in the mud and inside their own mind. Okay, cool. So once again, how does that manifest? Is there a problem that you'd love to solve of how that manifests the self-talk or the negative self-talk and the beliefs? How does that manifest in their life? And is there any tangible problem that you would love to love to solve? Um, I guess to answer that would be follow through, you know, or a lack of follow through, you know, where, you know, others or themselves are not following through. And then that's where they, you know, take that inside themselves. Cool. What are the, what are they not following, following through with? 
Um, you know, it's just what comes up for me is, is following through with like, uh, their own physical goals, like going to the gym, taking care of themselves, taking that time out of their schedule for themselves. And, you know, rather than giving it away to their, you know, to their jobs or, or to activities or other people in their lives. So just, you know, falling off on, on that, uh, you know, taking, taking time for themselves first. So what's really cool is that we have the ability to put out a particular message and test it and run events or zoom calls or certain things, you know, programs to just test things. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, I know before we jumped on this call, you were, um, mentioning the lead with heart program that I ran. So that was for a few days and that was me putting out a particular message and, you know, 50 something people in, in engaged and joined that call. I just gave a lot of value and I was really just testing out certain things. Um, but allowing everyone to come together, have fun, uh, do, you know, learn some things about how to do your outreach and everything like that, which, you know, you, you found a lot of benefit with, um, but you can do something similar where you're like, okay, let's hypothesize. What is, what's a message that's clear and compelling, meaning it speaks to a specific problem that's tangible for them and then helping them achieve uh, an outcome or transformation that's also tangible for them. And then let's put it out there and just start to say, hey, who would be interested if I put a Zoom call together helping people with this and mm -hmm. see and test and tweak and sort of see, are people interested in that, right? And so if you have it, if people are not dedicated to their, their, their personal routine, you know, if you have a Zoom call with, with men who are lacking that area, but truly understand why a self, self-discipline and having a self-routine is, is beneficial for them, what about an accountability group that you all come together and you say, okay, this is my, this is what I'm dedicating to. This is what I'm, I'm sharing. This is, um, this is what I'd love to open up about in terms of why I haven't been doing it. And then you facilitate a group that have accountability and support that was sticking to the routine so they can go out and achieve something. Mm -hmm. You know, you can just simply put that together and see where it takes you. And if people don't like it, you don't have to do it. And if, if you love it and, and, and um, and add value in that way and it expands and you can continue on the journey totally no that makes sense absolutely so that's just an example not to say you have to mm -hmm. go do that now um you know well, it's interesting it, it's interesting that you bring it up because i have been thinking about that too and you know i do like to train for uh triathlon and and running races and stuff like that too and and there's been a few people that reached out in the past when we were having in-person stuff about uh you know, an accountability group or some coaching in that too. So that definitely is in alignment for sure. Yeah. Awesome. So you will test and tweak this moving forward, but let's say it seems like a very, it's a specific niche or a specific um, vehicle you've got that helps people establish a routine. But what if you stick to your zone of genius and while they're doing that, you allow them to open up, share challenges, and um, have those light bulb moments go off where they're starting to benefit from each other and you do mm -hmm. some coaching in those calls and they share stories and commit to certain things. And then all of a sudden they're achieving, achieving specific outcomes and solving specific problems by committing to their daily routine. And then if they're engaging a lot and they're getting a lot of benefit from it, 
maybe a part of it could be to invite their friends or they can, you know, join other local fitness clubs together or triathlons and races and stuff like this. And just, and it organically expand because you're in your zone of genius, you're adding value. And then all of a sudden your client base is not only getting to like, know, and trust you, but they're, they're getting to create a lot of momentum and get some quick wins. And also your feet, the feedback from growing this is going to be really cool for your messaging and your content. Absolutely. What are your thoughts? Feels good. Like that uh, definitely is in alignment. Um, yeah, no, I'm, ex I'm excited to get started. I, there has been like some stuff that's been felt, felt like a bit of an anchor for me in the past with like, you know, some behind the scenes personal stuff that is now going to be finalized here, you know, hopefully by the, even tonight and to, by the end of this month, that's going to allow me to truly move forward with, with my business. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that and incorporating some of this stuff as well. And like you said, trial and erring and, and what works, take it and what doesn't let it go. So you can have a quick think you can take, you know, half an hour to brainstorm some ideas around a really compelling message that's really clear, makes a lot of sense. Then if you put out a post that says, Hey, I'm looking to put together a, a group or looking to put together a call that helps men achieve this and solve this, who would be interested? Mm -hmm. Or if send out personal messages to people in your group or in your, in your uh, network that you think may be interested, you say, Hey, I'm looking to put this together. Would you be interested? It's such a light, easy, breezy sort of message. It's just inviting someone and then, you know, just creating that list. Of, of people who are interested do totally. a zoom call with 10, 15, 20, a million people who knows, but if you have that momentum built and it starts to grow and it starts to add value and people really start to love it, then you've, you've got a good thing going with it has consistent leads, consistent value, consistent um, clients that are coming through because now you know exactly what they want to achieve. You know exactly what they're, they're struggling with mm -hmm. and you can build your program to help them achieve exactly that. Totally. No, that makes a lot of sense. Now, the question I have is, as you build that, how does that feel? And does any, any specific fears, doubts, insecurities come up? Um, I guess what, what comes up for me is it's not just, I see not just strictly for men. I see it for more of like, uh, you know, collective men cool. and women. Yeah. Awesome. I would say not so much fears. Um, just, yeah, a little, I would just say, yeah, no, I don't, nothing, nothing uh, emotionally that, you know, it just, it does feel like it's in alignment because I have been thinking about that for a while. So it's cool. more of just like that follow through, like I talked about. Awesome. So really ask yourself the questions as you move forward with this, like before you put it out there on a post or right before the zoom call or engaging with personal messages, asking yourself the question consistently of what does my mind fear about this? Like, where are these certain, am I, am I recognizing any judgments about this? Am I attached to certain outcomes? Mm -hmm. Or am I attached to certain ways in which this may pan out or where am I in resistance to life? That will really start to help understand what's here for me to see inside myself. What patterns can I hold space for that allows them to uh, flow through? and therefore evolve to the version of you capable of achieving this thing. Yeah. Like the attachment, the attachments to, you know, outcomes or 
you know, putting an expectation on, on what's to come from something that I put out, that has been a pattern. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm getting better at that, but I do still feel like that, especially when, when there's times where, you know, of frustration where, you know, there isn't a whole lot showing up or it's not coming back to me in, in return. So there, that's when I know that there is some attachment still to that. And it's when, uh, you know, surrendering to, to what is and believing that, that what I'm doing is the right thing to do. That's when, you know, things start to flow and, you know, just a matter of finding that flow state. You got it. You got it. It's, it's, um, it's, it's something that comes up consistently. It's something, it's a, these sort of patterns when it comes to attachments to outcomes or safety to money or worried about what people are going to think and their judgments of you, all these patterns, I believe they they are meant to consistently come up um, mm-hmm. because what it really is revealing is that we heal in cycles, we heal in spirals, and it's just deeper, deeper layers of core wounds that we're working through. It's a good sign that they keep coming up. The question is, is there resistance to when it comes up? When it comes up, is there the, oh my God, why is this still here? Oh my God, I don't think I should be going through this. I would feel better if it didn't. You know, all these yeah. judgments and resistance is really what pushes it down and allows it to grow unconsciously. But if you open it up without resistance, without judgment, and every single time you have attachments to an outcome or fears around something in particular or judgments, just allowing it to be there and passing through you, just allowing it to be there and holding space for it and giving yourself permission to feel sad or lost or stuck or confused, it starts to do its work and heal in its own time. And as it does, you start to heal more and more of that core wound. Mm -hmm. And so therefore evolving to the version of you capable of holding this bigger space or having more creative ideas or attracting the client base and income that you want to see in your life. And that it's therefore a new norm, right? Because when someone's attached to an outcome, this is the way I see it. And I've talked about this many times, but it's when someone's, when you're attached to a particular outcome, all of a sudden you're seeing the outcome as your God and you're like, Oh my God, as long as I achieve this thing, I'll be okay, enough, safe, mm-hmm. loved. <clears throat> However, when you allow that, that um, emotion, that pattern, that sensation to come through you and to heal, all of a sudden you start vibrating from a level of consciousness and a level of sensation where who and what you are is bigger than the outcome. So if your worthiness and safety isn't attached to the outcome, you're vibrating from a level that's bigger than the outcome. Mm-hmm. that's when the outcome starts chasing you that's when For people sure. come to you and they're like kevin um i just saw this post let me know how to sign up for this call or sign up for your program and that's just your now new norm mm-hmm. and you feel just as loved safe enough you know on your divine path whether they do that or not for sure and that's something that definitely uh i can relate to because um i remember in the past living my life to just get to that next level you know okay as soon as i get this i'll be happy as soon as i have this i'll be happy as soon as i get here i'll be happy and i'll just get to that next level and i see that you know there's so many others that that continue to do that too and and that's where i'm like you know i really want to help you know not only myself but also help others um you know heal that part of themselves as well beautiful it's a good message so when you, so if you were to spend 30 minutes or 45 minutes, whatever, getting this message down pat and these core specific talking points, and then in the next 
couple of days or whatever it may be, put out a post that says, hey, I'm looking to run these Zoom calls and then share your talking points and then also send out some personal messages um, seeing who would be interested. Uh, you can build some real momentum there and start to engage, start to have people get on board with what you want to do. And, you know, so sending out, getting that message clear and sending out those personal messages and putting out that post um, can help build, can help build that momentum. So how do you feel about implementing that? Well, I think it's uh, not, I think I feel like it's perfect timing because I do have the second round of my, uh, my pro upcoming program coming up here starting on April the 6th. So it's like, it's perfect timing to do that. And, and uh, so that feels, that feels like this is all meant to be. There you go. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for you. Thanks brother. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to be on here. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Yeah. So do you have any other questions? Do you have anything you want to discuss? Anything that's coming up in terms of troubleshooting? Anything I can help you with? Um, not, not that I can think of specifically off the top of my head. I'll uh, be open to anything that pops up for you. Yeah, I mean, I think we've we've covered the things that matter most. Where, okay. where, where your I energy? Feel, I feel I feel solid for sure. Great, awesome, awesome. Um, so where you know where your energy needs to flow is what matters most, which is one your vibration, which is what you'll consistently work on. Two, the communication aspect uh, in terms of your messaging, and then three, presenting an offer that's irresistible and a no brainer for them, being your free offer of the of the Zoom call. And because of that feedback, you'll get understanding them. You'll then use that to create an offer that's irresistible for your coaching program. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you'll be rocking and rolling with developing something exactly for them. Totally I'm loving that makes it. Makes sense. Cool. I love so it. with those who are listening to this, who are falling in love with you, <laughs> where can they, uh, where can they reach out and connect? Uh, I am at it's at warrior of the heart on Instagram. Um, mm -hmm. and that's H dot E dot a dot R dot T. Mm -hmm. Um, Kevin McNee, uh, warrior of the heart coaching and leadership on Facebook. And, and yeah, that's, uh, those are, those are my main ones. I'm on LinkedIn as well, but not as active. Um, Facebook, Facebook and Instagram for sure. Definitely. Right. I'll put the links below so people can connect with you, contact you, um, before we leave, uh, do you want to share a piece of wisdom? If, if certain guys and gals are listening to this and they're looking to be more of a leader in their life, take more charge, what's a, a fundamental piece of wisdom you think that they can take away so that they can start building momentum in that area? Um, you know, something that, uh, that really lands for me is, is how you how you lead Tyson and, and what you've created. And that's creating something from your heart, something that you believe in and, and being of service um, and knowing that, that what you're doing is for a greater purpose, not just for yourself, not just for, you know, for other people and forgetting about yourself. It's, uh, you know, doing it because it feels right. And, you know, doing it to be of service for others, which also is going to attract that abundance for yourself as well. So that's just something that, that comes up for me. Beautiful. So you get perspective and really see that things are, you're doing something that's bigger than yourself. And yeah. so you're following that journey, man. Thanks for being here. 
thanks for your questions and being open and honest, vulnerable here. Hopefully you've got some cool, cool key takeaways, but as you implement this, reach out to me and let me know how you're going. Anything else I can help with, just let me know, okay? Absolutely. I appreciate you, Tyson. Awesome. Thanks so much, man. Thanks for listening to the Awaken Your Business podcast. If you're a heart-centered business owner, you know that selling, marketing, and business strategy can bring up a lot of fear, doubt, and scarcity. And this is why I created the community on Facebook called The Serving Circle. It's in here where you get to grow your business as a byproduct of asking the question, how may I serve? It's on our weekly Zoom collaborative calls where you get to serve by meeting like-minded people and organizing collaborations, service exchanges, and partnerships so together we can heighten consciousness through business success. So just search The Serving Circle in your Facebook groups and you'll see that you're just one heartfelt collaboration away from reaching your biggest business goal. Take care now.